Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Spiritual Success Podcast. Today I have a very special guest, Pavithra Banavar. So she is a human design specialist and an energy healer. And today we're going to be talking about human design, but specifically in the context of how to best use it in your life and business. So this is a great episode. If you don't know anything about human design, we go back to the basics. And also if you're an entrepreneur, how to use your energy best and how to strategize in your business, depending on your human design type. She obviously does offer full readings because human design is a huge complex topic but we cover so much in this episode so grab your notepad and let's dive straight in. Welcome to the Spiritual Success Podcast with me Liz Roberta, a place for spiritual people who want to grow, learn and succeed in life and in business. I'll be talking to successful spiritual entrepreneurs, authors and thought leaders to understand what creates a meaningful and soul aligned life. So come on in Lightworkers, this is your time to shine. Hi Pavitra. Hi, thanks for having me on Liz. Oh, I'm so grateful to have you on. Thank you for joining us today. So I'm so excited to talk about human design, specifically in the context of business, because there's lots of human design readers out there, but you have a few specialist areas. And I know just from your Instagram account, you share so many amazing tips, specifically for projectors. And I'm a projector. And in business, sometimes you feel you have to hustle and hustle and hustle. So I cannot wait to pick your brains about how we can thrive as spiritual entrepreneurs in business, depending on our human design type. So thank you so much for coming on today. So first of all, I know a little bit about your story already, but how did you get here today? How did you get into this line of spiritual work? Yeah, so it's kind of been a winding road, I would say. Um, So I actually work as a nurse. That's what I do professionally. And last year, I was in a new job at the beginning of last year, and then I left that job because it was like not what I wanted to do. So I spent a lot of the year kind of soul searching, if you will, I guess, like a lot of people did last year. And I was kind of at a point where I was like, okay, I can kind of go in different directions if I want and kind of waiting to see like what would come through. And then at some point, like late in last year, I just got this like intuitive hit. It was actually to start a blog and a podcast about spirituality, because it's something that like I, of course, had been exploring and had my spiritual awakening years ago. So something like I was kind of doing on my own, but I was not really sharing anything about it. And I got this intuitive hit. And I have no idea how it turned into a business, to be honest with you, because that wasn't the initial plan. Um, But somewhere along the way, I started my business and it actually started out as energy healing. So I was doing Reiki. I still do Reiki, but um, it started out as that. And then uh, I actually found human design last year and kind of just like fell down the rabbit hole with that. So I was kind of exploring it on my own because I am also a projector. And I think anyone who finds out they're a projector is like, what is this? You know, like, how do I now incorporate this into my life? And so I was kind of doing my own research. And then as my business kind of got underway, I was starting to talk to people kind of about like human design, because it was something that I, of course, was looking into. And then um, someone was like, you should do this for your clients, like you should offer this. And so that's kind of how I came into it. So then I actually started to really look into human design more closely. I took a certification course to learn about it and to give readings and things like that. So that's kind of how 
I ended up here. So now I've kind of incorporated human design and energy healing together into a modality. So I'm just kind of like exploring things and having fun with it. Yes, I love that. And I have had a session with you and you are an incredibly powerful healer. So we'll get more into that in just a moment. But just for anyone who doesn't know that's listening, can you just give a brief overview of what human design actually is? Yeah, so human design is really, it's our energetic blueprint. So it shows us like how we're meant to operate in the world, how we're meant to make decisions. So it's kind of like if you wish that people came with an operating manual, (laughs) this would kind of be it because it really can show us just our own unique way of showing up. And it's about how you're interacting with the people around you based on your energy centers, um, based on channels, things like that, that you go deeper into as you look into human design. But it really can kind of show how you're interacting with the world. I think it gives people a lot of clarity about kind of how they have been operating and it gives them permission to really show up as their most authentic selves. Yes, I love that description, an operating manual. And it is intense, isn't it? Like when you have a look at a human design chart for the first time, you're like, what on earth is this? It's so unlike anything else. And that's where a reading comes in really, really handy, which you obviously offer readings. And I also had a human design activation session with you just last week at the time that we're recording this, which is a really unique thing, which I have never seen anyone offer before, but it definitely links in with your background as an energy healer. And basically what happened is that we had the session and you did a clearing on me based on my human design chart. So when you pulled up my chart and when you pull up anyone's charts before one of these sessions, can you tell just by looking at someone's human design chart what particular areas they're more likely to need a bit of extra healing and energy clearing work on? Yeah, I mean, the human design activation session is really based on kind of your energy centers because energy centers are similar to the chakra system. It's, I mean, there's a few extra like energy centers than there are chakras, but um, it is based on that. So I start out by looking at which energy centers you have undefined. So they're the white ones in your chart that aren't colored in. So depending on those, that's where I would start the energy healing. And so it's kind of similar to Reiki in the sense of I'm going in and kind of clearing that energy out. And so I have kind of found that a lot of people will have certain energy centers that have a little more stuck energy because of conditioning over time. So um, a lot of people, if you have a undefined heart center, um, that's like where a lot of our self-worth and self-confidence issues can lie. And so a lot of people will find that they've kind of had all this conditioning over time where they feel the need to like prove themselves more and all of those things. So I find a lot of people will have more stagnant energy in that area. And then Obviously, if you're a non-energy type like projectors, manifestors, reflectors um, who don't have the sacral center lit up, so they don't have that consistent energy, a lot of people will have some kind of like stuck energy there because we've all been trying to hustle and grind our whole lives because we've been taught that's how we need to be. Um, So once you kind of find human design and you realize, okay, I'm a projector, I'm not meant to work this way, then it's like as you get into the sacral, you may find that people have really been holding on to so much of that conditioning around that. Um, So those are maybe the areas where I find a little more clearing needs to be done. 
Yes, I totally agree with you. We have, and it's also a very masculine energy as well, right? We're told to just hustle all the time. I've recently been learning more about the the cycle, like the women's cycle. And that's the same kind of thing. Like, no, you're not meant to be completely productive all day, every day, regardless. So I'm definitely leaning into more of these kind of modalities. And I'm realizing it's like, awakening after awakening after awakening at the moment where it's like man I have to uncondition myself in so many ways and really try and work in whatever way is is best for me and from what you said it sounds like that's something similar which happened to you when you realize you're a projector and it's like oh no how am I going to do this how am I going to be a successful entrepreneur and it's also quite a small proportion of people that are projectors and then I think uh, reflectors is the smallest proportion of the population is that right? Yeah. So the breakdown is that the generators and manifesting generators make up the the largest percentage. So they together make up about 70%. And so those are our energy types that have that consistent sacral energy. Um, So they like get up in the morning and they're like ready to go and (laughs) um, hit the ground running. And then the next one would be projectors actually make up 20% of the population. So we actually do have a pretty good portion there. Um, I actually have met so many projectors after I've started doing this work. I feel like so many people I meet in the spiritual community are projectors, probably because we're all here to kind of guide everyone towards this like new paradigm, this new way of living. And then the manifestors make up about 10% of the population. So they're kind of, they're not as um, dominant, I guess. And then yes, the reflectors, there's only 1% of the population. So I've probably only met maybe one or two doing this work. And so, yeah, so they're very rare (laughs) to come by. Yes. And we know one of them. We both know one Mm. of those reflectors and she's the only one I know. They are very, very rare. I didn't realize that manifestors were so rare, actually. I thought they were up there. So that's really, really interesting and totally agree with you. A lot of projectors in the spiritual community, for sure. So when you're looking at someone's human design chart, Can you see anything which might indicate that this person might be particularly drawn to entrepreneurship? So maybe a bit more kind of specific than the type. Are there any particular energy centers which might be defined or undefined or any particular uh, incarnation crosses or anything like that, which kind of tell you that this person is more likely to be an entrepreneur and have their own business? Yeah, so there are certain indications, although I have found that Obviously, like anything, there isn't like a set thing that's like this person has to have this, but there are actually certain channels. So channels are like if you look at the chart, it would be like all the little lines that you see connecting the shapes. So there are certain channels that are for uh, entrepreneurship or that can represent like money um, and things like that. I actually do know someone who is an entrepreneur who has both the entrepreneurship line and the money line. So like, obviously that would kind of be an indicator that, you know, probably they're more inclined to have gone down this road, but um, I don't think that there's necessarily like any set criteria um, that would make you a better entrepreneur than someone else. Because I think that, especially coming into the spiritual community, I think that we all talk about like shadow work and all of the things that the healing that needs to go into doing the work that we do. So it's like, I think that certain people may have undefined heart centers, like I said, where maybe you are here to kind of show yourself that you don't always need to, you know, prove yourself or you don't always need to be kind of like going that extra mile for everything. Um, So, and, you know, even the sacral, I think that having 
the undefined sacral is important for a lot of us as we come into this, because then you're really trying to show yourself that, okay, I don't have to hustle and grind and show up in all of these ways in order to be successful. So I almost think like having the undefined centers can be actually more of a catalyst to be, you know, successful in entrepreneurship, because then you're really doing that inner healing work in order to kind of show up and really prove to yourself more than anyone else that it's like, I can still be successful and not have to do things the way that everyone else is doing it. I love that perspective, because I'm sure pretty much everyone has some undefined centers, at least. Have you ever seen anyone's chart where they've had every center defined? Or is that not possible? I don't know if I've ever seen anyone that has them all defined. I mean, I think I've seen some where they've only had like one or two undefined. I want to say that it is possible, though. I don't see why not. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. I uh, I know for me, knowing what centers in my chart are defined, my throat center, for example, is. And I've always had so many compliments from people about my voice. And I've really, you know, got used to using it and confident in using it. And like you said about the heart, that's always been my trouble area. So I can definitely feel that just what you were saying about, you know, the heart having an open mind is completely open. And that's as a result where I've had a lot of kind of energy blockages. Whereas I feel for me, my throat's been kind of a bit easier to clear, or I can clear it quite quickly and easily, whereas the heart is like a lot deeper, a lot deeper energy stuck there. So that's so interesting. So I'm going to ask you a bit of a long-winded question now, but do you have any kind of specific focus tips for how each of the human design types can thrive in their business or what kind of strategy they should be using if they're an entrepreneur? Yeah. um, Okay. So we'll start out, I'll start with the manifestors. So the manifestors are really like our natural born leaders. And so they're the only type that can initiate on their own ideas. So it's really important for them to be following their instincts um, so that they can kind of follow the ideas that feel good to them. Um, So they really don't need to wait for others to approve of their ideas. But the only thing for them, their strategy is that they are meant to inform others and really be speaking out these ideas. And so uh, all manifestors will have their throat defined. So it'll always be colored in. That's that's one of the characteristics of being a manifester. Um, so they're able to speak out those ideas and desires. And this is really so that people around them can really find them and then that they can build a team around them that kind of really follows their desires and things like that. Because manifestors don't have the energy um, to do all of the work on their own. So it's helpful for them to build a team that can carry on this work once they've initiated their ideas. So because they don't have the energy to sustain it, it's like they would work in short bursts where it's like, okay, I come out, have my idea. And then the team kind of comes in and does the work and then they can go off and rest until kind of that next idea comes. So this isn't to say that they can't do the work. It's just that they can't sustain it long term. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so interesting about the throat center as well. I didn't realize that was like a fixed characteristic. That's so interesting. Yeah, that's actually so that they can always be like speaking out their desires, because obviously, if they're initiating, then it's like, okay, they're kind of always able to kind of just say like, okay, this is what I want, or this is what I'm doing. Um, So a lot of it is like, so that they can inform other people, because if they're not informing others around them, then like the people and the collective kind of feel a little like uncertain when the manifestor is just kind of going off and doing their own thing. 
without informing, it's like it makes us uncomfortable. So they're actually always meant to be kind of speaking out what they're doing so that we can all kind of feel comfortable as well. So that's the characteristic for them. And then um, so the next type is the generators. So they are kind of like our energy type that is always, you know, going to have that consistent energy. And so the thing with them is that they're really meant to be doing things that light them up. So this is where the energy comes from. So you'll find that generators and manifesting generators who aren't kind of doing work that lights them up, they'll have a lot of energy leaks because they'll kind of be trying to push and make things happen in in areas where it's like, you know, not working for them. So really, if they're like trying to push, it's not good for them either. Um, so it's really uh, important for them to wait to respond to ideas and opportunities so that they can feel into what lights them up and what they can pass on. So they're actually like not meant to just be doing any type of work, you know, like we always talk about generators and manifesting generators as kind of like the people who are here to work but they're really not just meant to be working at whatever, you know, it's like they kind of have to be doing the things that light them up. And that's where the energy comes from. Oh, I didn't realize that because, yeah, I totally bought into that as well. They're the workhorses. They're the majority of the population. They can just, you know, work. That's so interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I always thought that, too, because I was like, oh, OK, well, they have the energy. They're just here to do whatever. But I think because we're all meant to kind of work in sync with each other. Right. So like take the manifester who's here to initiate the ideas. So then as they're speaking that out, they would find the generators or manifesting generators who then are lit up by that idea that the manifester is putting out and then would want to work with them. So then they can carry on that work. So it's like, we're all helping each other out, if that makes sense. Yes, we all fit together. I see what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Um, So those are the generators. And then the manifesting generators, obviously, they're similar to generators in the sense that they have that energy. Um, They're meant to be doing things that light them up. They're meant to be responding to ideas. But the, the difference with the manifesting generators is that they're also meant to kind of give themselves permission to pivot and shift as they find new interests because they're really meant to be multi-passionate. So if they're restricting themselves from shifting, then they won't have the energy they need because they won't be lit up by what they're doing. So you may find a lot of manifesting generators who, because of conditioning and things that maybe people have told them over time where it's like, oh, you know, you, you never finish anything or you're always constantly changing your mind. Like a lot of them may find that they then feel this guilt or shame around shifting their their interests and so they may end up stuck in something that really doesn't light them up so they don't have the energy because they're they're just trying to make it work so these people are really kind of meant to give themselves permission to um say okay well i'm just going to follow what lights me up and that is where the energy comes from because they actually have the most energy of all the types so it's like when they're doing all these things that light them up it's like they will have all this energy um so they actually move even faster than the generators when it comes to taking action because they have that energy. But then they also may find themselves sometimes making mistakes because they kind of like were quick to act. I won't say, oh, that's right or wrong, because obviously we all learn from our mistakes. It's just that they may sometimes need to give themselves a little more grace around course correcting because they they took that quick action. And then maybe they found like, oh, I actually didn't realize like all of these other factors that were going to go into it. And now I have to course correct in order to make it work. Okay. That's so interesting. And again, I would have assumed the generators had the most energy. So that's really interesting to know that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's yeah. I, I thought that was interesting too that the manifesting generators actually have more energy than even the generators. I thought that was interesting too. Um, so the next group would be the projectors. So that's obviously you and I. Um, yeah. And so, so we're really here to guide others and to kind of really see deeply into other people. But because we also have to wait for the invitation before offering our advice or our insights, so we really need to kind of just be sharing our knowledge and wisdom with the world so that others can recognize us. So I would say kind of share your knowledge through social media, um, podcasts are great, or any way that people can kind of see what you have to offer, and then they can reach out to you. So waiting for the invitation, I think that always seems to be the most difficult thing for projectors when they find out, you know, like, oh, I'm a projector. And then it's like, wait for the invitation because, you know, we're kind of always taught to go after what we want, um, to not really like wait for other people to come to us. And so it can be hard for a projector to kind of wait for the invitation when they first find out, but it's more about like being recognized and seen by others. And then they will naturally invite you to share your gifts. And so I just think that things flow a little bit easier when we do wait for the invitation. Yes. And all of the most successful things I've done in my business have been where I've had the same invitation, but repeatedly, I never notice it straight away. I'll get the same message again and again, asking me to offer something. And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. But when you ignore the invitation, I've had it where it just keeps coming in again and again until I notice it. So it's really interesting when I learned about this, I was like, wow, I've been kind of doing this without realizing just because I was so bad at spotting invitations that they had to keep coming back again and again and again. But totally agree. It's it's definitely hard to do um, just kind of waiting. But fortunately for me, I love creating free content. So I've just spent years, you know, doing the blog and videos and podcasts and free angel card readings. And without realizing I was making myself quite, visible which I guess worked quite well so the last type then the reflectors what tips can you give to them yeah so for the reflectors I would say that they really need to surround themselves with people who inspire them um, because they're taking on everyone's energy around them so I would say that you know when they're kind of surrounded by people who maybe aren't really inspiring or enlightening to them it can kind of dim their own light. So they really need to find the people who kind of bring out those ideas in them. Um, Another thing I would say is that they really need to curate an environment around them that feels good for them because their environment really needs to feel comfortable to them in order for them to feel like, okay, I'm safe. I can kind of do the work I need to do. So for them, their strategy is actually to wait an entire lunar cycle before making decisions, because this can really help them to thrive in the sense of they can kind of feel how that decision would feel through like all of their energy centers, all of their gates, and then they'd feel comfortable making the decision. But again, obviously, in today's world, that's kind of really hard to tell someone to wait, you know, 28 days to make a decision, um, because, you know, everybody's like, oh, I need to decide something right away and all of that. But I have like, after talking to to reflectors, they do tell me that like the more time they can give themselves before making a decision can really help them to feel more comfortable when they make that decision. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I thought being a projector was hard. That's even harder. 28 days. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so specific as well. Yeah. I know. I was like, wow, I don't even know how that could really work in today's world where it's like, let's say someone offers you a job. I'm like, could you even tell an employer that you need 
that long before making a decision? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably not. It'd be gone to someone else by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think that like they are very unique in the way that they use their energy. But I think that like from what they tell me, it's like they really do try to give themselves the time, which is great. Like I and that's the part that I do love about human design is that a lot of people are like already living some aspects of their design without even realizing it. Because I think that we kind of come into it thinking like, oh, this is, you know, like you said, like the chart looks kind of crazy when you see it and you're like, okay, how is any of this going to make sense? Am I supposed to change everything about myself to live this? But it's like, we're already living so much of our design without even realizing it, especially things like our authority. So our authority is like the way that we make decisions. So without getting like too much into it, you know, the, the three main ones would be the sacral gut instinct, the splenic kind of that intuitive hit, and then the emotional authority, which is like people who kind of have to give themselves a day or two before making a decision. I believe you're an emotional authority. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So like you're kind of meant to honor these things. And a lot of people do. A lot of people I've talked to who are emotional authority always tell me that they've kind of lived that way to a certain extent where they're always like, oh, either they know they need to give themselves the time or they're kind of like, yeah, I've made decisions in the past really quick. And then I've like regretted it, you know, later, or it's like, I kind of knew I didn't want to do it. So I think a lot of us have already kind of been living like this, but this, like when they actually do a reading or when they find out the information, they're like, oh my God, okay. That makes so much sense as to like why I do the things I do. Yes, I totally agree. And I'm the same. I'm like, "Mm." whenever I've said yes really quickly then I regret it so I do wait okay a day to how am I feeling once the initial excitement you know for example buying a house or saying yes Mm. to a rental or something like that I need to you know step away and just kind of wait and see how I feel once that initial buzz has died down so I don't rush into anything too quickly so I totally agree I think we do live according to our chart some ways without even realizing but you do know your chart and you're a projector. So how, what does it kind of look like for you being an expert in this stuff and applying it in your own business as an entrepreneur? How do you weave that into your everyday life? Yeah, so I would say that I'm still obviously trying to figure out how to live based on my design. I mean, um, human design in, is supposed to be an experiment. That's how it's talked about is it's an experiment. And it usually takes about like seven years to kind of decondition yourself completely and then to start living your design. So I think we're all still in the process of figuring this out. And so I would say like the little ways that I've kind of tried to implement it in my life is through this whole like trying to break out of the hustle and grind. I know that's that can be really difficult for a lot of people and myself included where, you know, you come into entrepreneurship and all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, I have to do everything on my own, right? Like I'm building a business. So, you know, you do work these long hours and it's kind of hard to break out of that, that mentality of like, okay, how do I keep myself from working, you know, 12, 14 hour days now that I work for myself. But I think that I really tried to, to honor kind of my energy cycle, kind of like you were talking about the divine feminine and like your cycles. It's like, I think just giving yourself the grace that, okay, there are going to be times when the energy is just not there and that I'm not going to show up just to show up. Cause I think that's something that a lot of us fall into this trap of, okay, like when they say you have to show up consistently, it just means like, no matter how I'm feeling that day, I'm just going to show up. But 
I think you can really see how your energy matters in business because, you know, you've had those days where you're like, okay, I'm just going to post on Instagram because that's what everyone tells me I have to do. And then those will be the days where like, you really don't get the engagement and people really aren't feeling what you're putting out there. And then, so you'll kind of see, you're like, oh yeah, that wasn't even worth it. Why didn't I just wait until a day when I was like really feeling it? Because for projectors, especially, so there is that, that little caveat of like, you're only supposed to work like three to four hours a day, ideally, which I think sounds great in theory for a lot of us. When we hear that, we're like, oh, awesome. Okay. I only have to work a couple of hours a day. But then when you really like try to live like that, I think it takes a lot more effort than you realize to be able to just say, okay, I only worked a couple of hours today and now I'm going to go and do whatever I want. So I think that's something I'm still learning is to give myself the grace on those days when it's like, okay, I just want to go take a nap or yeah, let me go like enjoy nature and sunlight instead of sitting at home and trying to force something. And then the other way I would say that I've really been trying to incorporate it into my life and my business is waiting for the invitation. So to tell like a funny story about you inviting me onto your podcast. So I was like, oh, I would love to be on Liz's podcast. Like when you first put it out, I was like, oh my God, that would be amazing. And I I was like, I don't know if I could just like reach out to her and ask her to, to do that. You know, it felt really like gross to me to message you and be like, can I be on your podcast? But I think I put out like a post or something that you then saw and you recognized me. And then you reached out yourself and invited me to be on the podcast. And I was like, that worked so much easier and with like so much less effort on my part where it was like I was just sharing my knowledge and then it just led to the invitation so I think that like as projectors when you see how it can really work in your life in business and all those things and you're like oh it really does get to be that easy I don't know why we like always have to overcomplicate it in our minds yes and I it's so funny when I do these episodes I always have something that happens just before and it's like a story that I can share but I had it just this morning the last few days I won't say what specifically it is but the last few days I've been thinking oh I really want to do a program about this this has been such a huge shift something that I have worked on and then literally today I got a bunch of messages from someone basically saying how it was through a card reading but it had unlocked something within them and it was the same specific thing that has activated me recently and I was like what the hell I was literally just thinking hmm you know I'm kind of feeling drawn to do a class or a program or something about this topic and then someone sent me a bunch of messages about how this reading changed their life because of this same specific thing and I was like okay, hello universe. Okay, this is confirmation. And you kind of get used to it. I had the same thing as well with a um, a different program, which again, I'm not going to say what it is, because um, these are both things I'll do kind of end of the year or next year. But I had the exact same thing. And my friend and ex-client Whitley, I was thinking, I kind of want to do this program. And then she messaged me and she was like, hey, Liz, just wondering what you know about this. And I was like, that's so crazy. Yeah. It's so <laughs> mad. It's really, really mad. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me because I think that we always like think of waiting for the invitation as like some formal thing that someone is going to come to you and like, you know, give you like this engraved <laughs> invitation or something. But it really is more I I at least think of it as more kind of like a spiritual thing that spirit can kind of give you these invitations. Like I've had plenty of those where like just from conversations that I've had with people that 
has kind of led to like me telling them, oh, I have this business and I do energy healing work. And then from there, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, like I have my own experience with that. Or, you know, that's something that you should really do. You know, something that like somebody says, which I think in the past I would have just taken it as, okay, synchronicities, you know, signs from universe, which I still do. But I think now since finding out about human design, it's almost taken that lens for me of the invitation, because then it's like, okay, if that person is saying to me, yeah, you should really do that. Or yeah, go pursue that dream or whatever. Then I'm like, oh, you know, that's the invitation is just spirit telling you like, okay, you're on the right path. This is what you're meant to do. Um, I think can also be the invitation because I've had plenty of those too, where someone has come to me and been like, oh, you know, do you offer this? Or have you thought about doing this? And then you're like, no, but that's a great idea. Or, you know, something like that, where I think that it can really help you to feel like you're on the right path because there's definitely been times where I try to push and make things happen because I'm like, okay, I need to offer this or I need to put this out. And then you'll get nothing. And I'm like, and then I I sit back and I think to myself like, okay, well, why wasn't anyone interested? And I'm like, oh, because no one really invited you to do that. Like no one really asked you for it. No one really recognized you for it. So it's like, you're just out here trying to put something out that really like no one is asking you for. And I know that can sound so disempowering, but at the same time, I just don't want to push and try to make something happen that maybe it's not the right time or that no one is like really asking me for, because maybe there's something else I'm meant to be doing instead. Yes. And I think I remember you sharing a meme about this, someone singing at a party or something. And it was like, oh, if only they'd been invited. I can't remember what film it was from. But uh, yeah, there's definitely some good projector memes out there. Yeah, there's some funny ones, mostly about taking naps, which I always appreciate. Yes. (laughs) Oh, this has been so incredibly helpful. So much value. So where can people find you if they want to learn more about their human design and what services do you offer? Yeah, so I am on Instagram at flow in Shakti. And then I also uh, have a new podcast that I also started a couple of weeks ago now. Um, so it's called the Divine Rebel podcast. And so I talk about human design, spirituality, business, all of those things. And so if they kind of want a little introduction into human design, you can start with my podcast or my Instagram. Um, in terms of services, so I do offer human design readings and kind of more with like looking at business side of things. We obviously just look at your your design, but then um, I also spend time kind of talking to people about how they can use it in their business and maybe like what they're kind of stuck on at the moment or something like that. Um, so I have that. And then I do the human design activation sessions. So that's something that I am offering now where it's energy healing. And then I also do the channeled messages that come through at the same time. So yeah, it's like getting like a mini reading at the same time. And then I've actually started offering Akashic record readings recently, because that's something that was coming through for me. I took that as an invitation from spirit to offer that because I had started looking into the Akashic records for myself. And then they were like, okay, it's time to start doing readings for people. So I've started to do that as well. And then I'm looking into moving into teaching human design for coaches, mentors, that kind of thing, so that they can use it to help their clients. Because I find that knowing your clients, human design can really help you to tailor programs based on what they need and kind of how their energy works rather than these like one size fits all programs that maybe don't work for all the energy types. So that's kind of 
a wide array of all the things that I currently offer. And yeah, even just on your Instagram, there is so much juicy information and talking about the different types and especially if you're a projector and if you have a spiritual business, such a useful resource. So definitely make sure you check that out and book in a service if any of those called to you. So thank you so much for joining us today. This was an incredible episode. It's going to help so many people. So thank you for sharing everything you know with us. Yeah, thank you so much again for having me, Liz. This was amazing. Thank you for listening to this episode and please remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm sure that like me, you would love for more people to know this information. So if you leave a review and send me a screenshot of it on Instagram, which is at I am Liz Roberta, you'll get a $50 voucher code to use on one of my online course launches. This won't be around forever. So go and leave a review now and I'll see you next time.